you're listening to a Mash Those Buttons podcast. Visit mashthosebuttons.com for a full podcast schedule. Guardian. Welcome to episode 63 of In Orbit, Mash Those Buttons podcast, dedicated to Destiny and its community. Wherever you are and whenever you're listening, we thank you as always for making us a part of your Destiny experience. My name is Jorge. And my name is David. And I'm Jordan. And on today's show, we got a couple things to talk about. This week we have Iron Banner, and we give our thoughts on how the game has been feeling for us, Iron Banner Control. We go over King's Fall and our experience with taking down Oryx one more time. We also talk about our thoughts on how we're progressing through the game, uh, how our books are coming along, and we also want to give a shout out to a couple charities that Bungie is promoting this week. So without further ado, let's go ahead and jump right into the show. This week has been Iron Banner Control. This is the first Iron Banner since the big update for Age of Triumph where there were a couple changes to auto rifles, a couple changes to ammo economy, a couple minor changes to minor things. How have you guys been um, with regards to Iron Banner? Uh, I've had a lot of fun in Iron Banner. Uh, I'm probably not going to play it a whole lot since I hit rank five, but it it wasn't too bad. The the lag was a little worse than normal. Um, Pretty consistent lag throughout all the matches I played. That was disappointing, but I worked through it. I still had a good KD and won a decent amount of matches, obviously, uh, hitting rank five sort of early. I didn't even start playing it until two days ago, and I hit rank five yesterday on one character. The ammo, excuse me, the ammo economy <laughs> um, changes uh, are interesting. The, the whole picking up ammo and having your uh, special uh, loaded for you immediately uh it makes a difference uh i was playing with my sniper. huge difference. yeah it does it makes my sniper uh more useful again i feel before just you know some of the sniper uh matches i was playing uh previous to the change i felt that it was it was just hard to use the sniper you had to pick up the ammo people smart players would sort of camp across from ammo boxes and they know when the ammo's up and they they take you out or try to take you out when you get that special ammo well now you can slide in grab that special and you're loaded get your sniper rifle ready and you know uh defend yourself and it it feels a little bit more fluid now so um yeah everything other than the lag is really good um how about you dave yeah i mean i still don't have a character rank five i'll get it before um monday's over i'll probably be doing uh, that grind on monday uh, I need it for the book, like you said. That's that's my reason to play it. Uh, the rewards, yeah, the rewards aren't like anything too special. It's not like I I really need any of them or want any of them. Um, the auto rifle and shotgun are just eh. Uh, but playing in the time I've played, I think I've played like about eight or nine games now. Um. The lag is horrible, dude. Like, I don't know what's going on with matchmaking. Maybe there is just nobody playing, but it is horrible lag. Um, I remember there was a there was a game uh, I played earlier uh, with a couple of my friends, and I had uh, it was like six thousand something points. Like, it was more points than I normally get, but we lost because there was a warlock on their team who went like thirty and zero. Because he just was bouncing around the entire map and no one could touch him. And it was stupid. And the fact that that is still there after all this time. I mean, obviously, they haven't really been able to do much to fix it. But it's just it's frustrating. It's it's part of why I don't like playing Iron Banner that much anymore. It's part of why I don't like playing Trials that much anymore. And I mean, 
yeah, it, that's that's my experience. Like you said, the ammo economy is pretty cool, though. Um, I have seen a lot more primaries, um, and it is cool to be able to just pick up uh, special and have it ready for you, especially with shotguns. But uh, I don't know. Yeah, that's 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 how I feel about Iron Banner. Yeah, I mean, kind of jumping on your point, I know that we're talking about Iron Banner right now, but for the most part, at least for me, the lag hasn't just been in Iron Banner. It's been in affecting PvE activities. Uh, I know this week when we were doing um, King's Fall, we were having situations where just knights were teleporting, moving in different locations, and I know that we had a very solid connection because I could put in a, another game no problems at all. I put in this game. It's hit or miss whether there's a, a situation where there's lag um, with the raid. I'm not sure if it's if there's some background stuff happening. I I, I really don't know what's what's happening. Um, but I know I could have a full team of people in New Jersey where I'm at, right by Philly, and we're all going to be experiencing a somewhat laggy raid where the the knights are just teleporting or thrall happen to come up out of nowhere. I just, I mean, it doesn't affect the overall experience because we end up doing it no matter what, and we have fun doing it. But there are s several frustrating situations where you just get into a scenario where the el enemies are just teleporting, um, and I've been having that in Iron Banner. Um, not to the point where it's completely destroyed a game, like what you just mentioned there, David, but there's been plenty of scenarios where there's some red bar warriors just popping up. And I, 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 at this point, I don't think it's all bungees. I mean, I'm sorry, not bungees. It's not all the uh, those red bar warriors' fault. Kind of thinking that there's something else going on where maybe Bungie needs to look into their their code. But at this point, do they kind of want to? I mean, we already know Destiny's two is coming. Do you want to invest that much time to really improve this net code? Probably not. So yeah, let's just it, assume it, it, that it, at it's this a, point they've. They've figured out what the problem is, if there is one. They've had, God, three years? Well, yeah. I mean, for, from my side, I'm wondering if it's more, um, less they know what the problem is, and more for for servers like that, they need to be maintained and kept up. And I'm wondering if they've just been putting so much time into Destiny 2 that they've kind of let the server maintenance slide a little bit, and that's what's right. happening. I mean, I don't know entirely exactly how it works, but if if you're not paying attention to your servers and little bugs are just slipping in that aren't getting cleaned out, I mean, it can create problems like that. Yeah, I mean, again, we're not poo-pooing the game. We we know Bungie's going through a lot, and, and we respect them for that. Um, we're more than excited to, to go into Destiny 2, where I think I'm not 100% sure, but I, I'm pretty sure that we're going to be having dedicated servers. Um, but... It's just, it's a tough time to get from here to Destiny 2 when we know we're going to get a solid experience. Um, but I will say this, Iron Banner has been the most fun it's been in a long time. Uh, the balance feels great. I will say this, uh, guns that previously felt really, really good, Doctrine of Passing, um, the Atheon's Epilogue Archetype, those don't feel as strong anymore. And and those, like I mentioned before in in a couple of tweets back in two point six point whatever, I can't even count anymore. There's so <laughs> many whatevers, but uh, the mid the mid archetype of Hank uh, not Hank I and mean, I apologize. I'm skipping all over the place. Auto rifle. There you go. Thank you. <laughs> the mid archetype of auto rifles. They feel really really good. I'm not saying that they're they're game breaking, but they feel competitive at least. They feel like if you go into a fight, you have a chance to win. And there was a time where you did not feel that way with auto rifles, except during that brief period of time when Doctrine of Passing was an absolute monster. Um, they yeah. feel really, really good. They feel like they're in a category with pulse rifles. And that's actually pretty good because I think that that's where they should operate. Hand cannons are an absolute beast up close and personal, and they should. Um, they're just outside of... of Fusion to shotgun range, where they can easily three tap you, two tap you if you have luck in the chamber yeah. for the appropriate type. Definitely, that but three they, meter hand cannons nerf definitely made a difference. It made a difference. Look, 
I really think hand cannons should feel good. I, I, I don't hate the weapon. In fact, I love the weapon. It's, it's one of my favorite gun types. But I don't want it to override every other weapon. Mm. I want all the weapons to fit in a nice... As close to even. Yeah. I, I, yeah. yeah. To, to make every weapon feel at least somewhat good. Oh, yeah, uh, you right. should feel powerful. Like, like Bungie always says. You should feel powerful. You should feel like a hero. And for the most part, almost all archetypes feel good. Yeah. I feel right. like I've been able to the, dance around hand cannons when they're a little further away now. When they're up close mm-hmm. and that person that's using the hand cannon, if they're sharp and they know what they're doing and they're using that hand cannon like a beast, they're going to take me down quick. And they're supposed to. You know, I'm usually right. I'm typically using my Mita. You know, I stick to I'm, I'm playing. So I use what I, I use what I use and I use what I like. And yeah, but I, I like I like the way the balance feels. I totally agree with what Jorge's saying. The the crucible has a lot more primary use finally, and it feels balanced. So it's yeah. great. Yeah, I mean, yeah. I mean, I, go ahead. Oh, oh, okay. Uh, I was gonna kind of tag along right with you guys. Um, the the bounties that the quartermaster has, I've been doing them for my book, and they they encourage different. Um, primary play because you got like the auto rifle ones scout pulse hand cannon depending on what pops up for the week but which is what they used to do right and as um they offer weapons now they do they offer good rewards and as i've been doing them i haven't really felt like i'm putting myself at a disadvantage by using any type of gun which is good i can pull out any primary and i still feel like i'm competitive um Mm -hmm. which is something we've been looking for for a long time and they do definitely have it in the best area we've had it in a long time ever P- possibly ever yes ever. <laughs> I, I, I mean ever. let's be honest when in year one if you were a competitive player when in year one were you really going to realistically use a scout rifle in pvp it, it was e- even in year one mida was not the monster it was in year two when it first came back well um year two like mida i'm not saying mida was bad but the the main weapons that you had that you should have used in competitive play for pvp if you wanted to go into trials of osiris when it first came out was thorn and last word i'm not saying that you couldn't go as a god hawkmoon was was okay but it but here's the problem with hawkmoon like thorn could theoretically do the same thing at a faster rate and that was when when thorn like you shot at something it hit yeah so i'm, I'm not saying hawkman was bad but it was a, at a competitive disadvantage uh, at the same ranges for the most part against last word and thorn you could still be very very i'm not saying hawkman is terrible let's let's i i think <laughs> hawkman was an awesome weapon it was an absolute beast in year one but it's even as as beastly as it was, it got outshone. So, and the same thing happened with Mida Multi Tool. When Year Two came by and Mida Multi Tool came back, all you heard was that stapler action. <laughs> I was like, oh my god! So, the fact that I can go into Crucible with Mida Multi Tool still, with Hawk Moon still, with for the most part Thorn, even though it's a little, it's nowhere near the, the, how uh, powerful it was. With Last Word, with if you really, really wanted to, uh, th- that arc auto rifle, what's it called? Uh, Zalo Supercell. You can go in with any of these exotics and at least be somewhat competitive in 6v6. Um, I wouldn't recommend going into trials with Zalo, but you know, hey, there are people who have gone flawless with that. Right. But it feels great to have all these different weapons be viable again. You don't have to be only running sidearm for, for your secondary. You can be running shotgun, and it doesn't feel cheap anymore. Like it, you feel like if you're close enough to get killed by a shotgun, you deserved it. Like sniper rifles, they they feel great. There are those outliers though, and I I don't want to sound like I'm I'm whining and complaining, but let's be let's be real. People in this game for the longest time since it's started, they'll always look for. The loophole, the way to get around the restrictions that are put into the game. And what I'm seeing is a lot of icebreakers, and I'm seeing a lot of um, No Land Beyonds. I'm seeing a lot of, not as much, but I have seen several invectives, several things that get around the ammo economy. And 
as I mentioned in the first recording of this episode, this is a, a second attempt, by the way, guys. In the first recording, technical issues. Technical issues. And I don't like it when 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 we use an exploit. And and yes, it was put in by the developers, but I don't like that. I don't like that we have to use an exploit to be able to use an archetype right, or, right. or a gun type. And that's that's what's disappointing to me. Um, I'm glad that we're getting to a point where everything's being left behind. You're not going to be using Icebreaker. You're not going to be using Galahorn. You're not going to be using these things again. Um, not because I hate the weapons. I think that Icebreaker is a very, it's a very creative weapon. It's 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 a fun weapon to use. It was very very good in year mm-hmm. one, and it feels like it's o- the only purpose that the only reason people want it is to get around to exploit the system, and I I, I don't I don't like that. I, I I think that a weapon should be used because it's a good weapon or it's an interesting weapon, not because it's an exploit. So, yeah. you know, that, that, that's what kind of disappointed me. Yeah. So, you know, you mentioned and we mentioned before that we're going to be leaving behind a lot of weapons or basically all of our weapons. And we're most likely mm-hmm. leaving behind our skills. So our supers and our abilities that are tied to our power and our light with the traveler. Um, mm-hmm. The fact that we're doing that. Uh, do you feel that Bungie's going to have us use a more? Uh, I, 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 I'm, I'm, I'm going to say dumbed down, but maybe simplified is a better way to put it. Uh, weapon set and skill set for Destiny Two, or at least the onset of Destiny Two, because that that's something that I talked about in our first attempt at recording this episode. How early on when Bungie brought the beta out, uh, showed gameplay and at E3 in 2013, they showed mm-hmm. like, like, you know, they were probably like what we now refer to as like green or blue auto rifles, uh, scout and stuff like that. They were, they were simple sort of just very stable type guns. Do you think maybe they will move to that for destiny Two since we're apparently not going to have anything, everything's obliterated because that no. originally was thought to be a balanced way to approach the game. The no. only thing I can see Bungie doing, and and I'm not sure if they they even thinking about this. I don't know how they're going to approach it. Simplify the archetypes, yes. If if I were Bungie, I would simplify the archetypes. And what I mean by that is this: we currently have a type of hand cannon, the fastest fire rate hand cannon, that is for all intents and purposes not good. Okay. They're pea shooters. Um, they're they're pea sh- They get outclassed by the higher impact ones. Um, and I'm talking, even though I love saying the name of this gun, the Water Star, um, <laughs> it just cannot perform admirably in most scenarios. That's not to say that you can't be successful. You you if you get yourself into a situation where you're up against a an EOS Luna or even Hawk Moon you're mo- more likely than not going to lose that battle because they they can either two-tap you or they can hit you from longer range because it has more impact. So, and and, and let's, let's look at, uh, for example, scout rifles. There's four archetypes. Four. Who uses the fastest fire rate? Like, let's say that you have a fastest fire rate archetype uh, scout rifle. It's not a good weapon to use in PvE, and if it's even less effective in PvP, like you, you got your Mida, you got your um, your Vision of Confluence, which is an absolute beast in, in, in Crucible now. Which is it's it's awesome to see Mida multi. I'm oh, um, sorry, Vision of Confluence and other raid weapons back in the Crucible Bang. again. So especially it's Fang. In Iron Banner. Fang, your use really good. That Fang's thing, very good. That thing flinches people like wow. Absolutely, um, but when you have those archetypes, you have. The Mida archetype, you have the Vision archetype, and then you have your Bretomart stand. Oh no, that's a that's a machine gun. But I, Call of Ants of Duty. I'm sorry. There you go. <laughs> Which is the the highest impact with um, uh, the Jade Rabbit. Like you have that archetype right there, which is very very good. And then you have all the way on the other end something that barely gets used, and there's not that many guns for it. I just think that Bungie needs to consolidate some of these archetypes rework them because at a certain point 
you're 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 bordering on redundancy. Like even, let's say let's take a look at Oversoul Edict, the uh grasp of lock archetype, that fastest fire rate. Because of how how they slowed it down, it doesn't feel as if I'm not saying it's not an effective gun, but they slowed it down enough to the point where it's almost as fast as the Hoxa archetype. Like that that's a little bit of redundancy right there. Like at that point when when you're you're slowing it down that much, you might as well get rid of that entire archetype. It's kind of like what they did with um Hopscotch Pilgrim, where they change it to the the mid archetype of, of pulse rifle. There's a lot of redundancy in these archetypes, and I think what they're going to do is they're going to consolidate that, or they're going there's there's two things. It's it's either consolidation of that, or they're going to make it so that each archetype does a different function or or performs better. I, I'm not sure. I I personally would would prefer a, a reduction of archetypes. I, there's a lot of redundancy going in on there. No, I see. I don't want to see a reduction of ar- archetypes. I don't want to see a simplification of guns because that kind of to me takes away from part of what Destiny is. And there, there's a there's a ton of expansive loot in Destiny, and Cade has promised us loot. So I I mean I I don't want them to take away archetypes yes i agree that they're unbalanced in ways but i i don't think that you should take away from the overall gun pool because it's hard for them to balance it in pvp especially because um there is a vast difference in using a grasp of malik to using a hopscotch pilgrim or then further to using the messenger archetype in pve for those type of guns. And there's a big difference in using hand cannons. And I I don't want to see them take away from that at all. Um, but going to that, just plain devil's advocate. Is there a, a drastic difference? I get the difference between grass, hopscotch, and um, the, the, the highest impact one. I completely forget some, some of the guns there. Uh, Parthian shot. There we go. But let's take it a step further. Is there a drastic difference between the Grasp and the Hawksaw archetype? There was. I mean, they kind of got... I know, and they got rid of that, and I I hate that, because the reason they got rid of it was PvP. And I'm sick of the whole balance around PvP thing. Uh, The biggest example of that to me right now is hand cannons. Hand cannons are a ton of fun to use in PvE, but now they kind of suck because that three meter difference in PvE is huge. You can't mm. even really use that thing to do damage on the Oversoul and Crota now. Um, shooting things at any remote distance is going to make it so it takes more than a clip to kill um, even like the semi-major ads. And it's it's obnoxious that PvP is continuing to do this. One of the again, going back to our first recording, one of the things that I talked about in recording one was um, hopefully when it comes to Destiny 2, they they separate um, PVE and PVP more. I would really like to see specific armor and weapons for PVE and then specific and armor and weapons for PVE. And even if it's like my suggestion for that could even be you have to specialize a piece of armor or a weapon in it. So like you could get the same weapon and make it a PVE specialized or PVP specialized. That way when it goes to balance, they can only touch the PVP stuff. And I think that would be awesome. Um, It could make it even easier for balancing PVE. I mean, we've seen them do things like, Oh, well we reduced um, range and in your accuracy on shotguns. So we're going to increase the damage on PVE and shotguns. Well, if they have these separations, then they could be like, oh, shotguns are performing well um, with accuracy in PvE, but they didn't do that, that much damage. So let's give a buff to PvE. They didn't need to be touched in PvP and stuff like that. And I don't know. I, I just feel like if there is a way of them doing that, it could be balanced a whole lot better. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it because, makes I mean, sense. I mean, let's let's go along with David's example right there. I know we're kind of, you know, jumping around with this topic because we're really supposed to be talking about Iron Banner, but I think it is valid, and, and I, I like where we're going with this. Um, Fatebringer came back to us, and it's but nowhere did it, near. But did it come back to us? It, it It's nowhere near what it was in year one, and it's nowhere near where that archetype, which is the Eos Luna archetype, was even a couple months ago. 
Um, I was using that archetype in um, Wrath of the Machine to take down the Shanks when we're fighting Axis. And I actually use that archetype a lot because Firefly on a hand cannon is a very powerful perk. And now, Fatebringer, it's kind of tough to, to recommend using it in PvP, especially, I'm sorry, PvE, when you have, for example, Genesis Chain. Yeah. What I have seen lately with regards to PvE is the return of auto rifles in PvE being a dominant weapon. It used to be where scout rifles were the absolute weapon that you needed to use in PvE. Um, that's not to say that you couldn't use any of the other gun types, but you were at a somewhat disadvantage if you were to use auto rifles in PvE. Um, now, G Genesis Chain absolutely demolishes the enemies. It just chews them up, spits them out. And it got a buff, a range buff. That's, uh, I mean, it got a buff in the previous patch. It got a range buff in this patch. Genesis Chain is an absolute beast in PvE. The mid-impact auto rifles, if you're listening to us live right now, the mid-impact Continental that the um, the Quartermaster is selling, the Vanguard Quartermaster, with Rodeo and Counterbalance, plus if you and put perfect the balance. appended... It has perfect balance, but you don't even I need don't it. even use that. You don't even need it. You, you put on appended magazine, you have 45 bullets. It destroys enemies. It's such a monster that I took it into Nightfall... And in one magazine, I took out three uh, Red Bar Knights. I mean, I know that the, 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 the Nightfall has... Um, small arms. What is Small arms, there you go. But when I was using it in regular uh, PvE, when I was doing the daily missions that doesn't have small arms, just and it does have airborne, but I was standing still, I was able to take out two, um, two Vandals, and a dreg with one magazine. That's very powerful. That is a very, very powerful gun. Um, I, I can't stress it enough. That mid-archetype of auto rifle is very, very strong. The highest impact ones, maybe not so much. But I'm talking about in Crucible. But yeah, I mean, Genesis Chain, it's the, it's a, it, it, it replaced in many ways um, Fatebringer. Yeah. And that's unfortunate yeah. because... I prefer when all guns are viable in any game mode. And right now, hand cannons, they're kind of at a disadvantage. It, it, it's not where year one pulse rifle, or like beginning vanilla pulse rifles were. Those were absolute garbage. But it's approaching that path, and I don't like that. Yeah. Hopefully, we, we see something better in year two. I'm sorry. Destiny 2. Destiny 2. <laughs> Destiny 2, year four. Yeah. Um, and I just hope that, that they, they do a better job balancing oh, what yeah. it is. We can only speculate. I prefer condensing of the archetypes. David wants to see more specialization. I, I understand both, but his, his side, I really do. I just think that maybe it's, it, it's a tough, I think it, it's, it's safe to say for all of us here. It's a tough act to really balance out all these guns. There's literally hundreds of guns in this game, thousands of combinations with all these perks armor types even more so and and we want to see more specialization to encourage you doing other game types and getting more loot from different game types and right. if you're doing crucible why would you need something that does extra damage to uh enemies of darkness like th how does that help me out in crucible i want to see more stuff specific to crucible like i like i mentioned before let, imagine a helmet that if you grab an orb you can capture a zone quicker you have a, a a speed boost to, to capturing zone it seems unfair but we need perks that are, are more along those lines um we, but we it's have not it sort unfair of, if everybody has it exactly uh, it, it's it, and and we already have some perks that are like that for example the boots for iron banner there are a couple boots that have upon revive you you get additional sprint speed upon capture it's called the the one perk capture king upon capturing a zone you get extra speed why not spread that out to other game modes upon capture of the 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 rift you can go ahead and get uh more recovery like if you slam the spark into the rift you should be able to get more recovery because you're going to be surrounded by enemies like it would make sense well imagine getting an armor recovery boost when you pick up a teammate's um crest mm -hmm. and supremacy it, it would mm -hmm. not only encourage the 
uh, playing the game mode, but it gives you a boost to helping your team. Yeah, I, I, I really want them to diversify for Crucible. I, I think there's not enough diversity in armor sets for Crucible. There's it, it, there's like the very basic, and and um, it, it shows when you're doing game modes like Iron Banner. Like I'm seeing people with full on raid sets just to get to 400, and I'm and it's fine because there's no real need to have Crucible specific armor sets. There's no benefit to it if you have a special web or a primary reload with the hand cannon. You're gonna you're gonna want to use hand cannons because you get the quick reload there, and you can kill another person real quick. But I want to see more diversity for Crucible. I know other games do this using World of Warcraft. I know that there are specific perks and stats that are more beneficial for people in Crucible. Or I'm sorry, not Crucible for them, but for PvP than it is for PvE and vice versa. Could you take that armor set to PvE? Sure. But you're probably better off using a PvE set. It, it, I mean, it's tough too because in Destiny 1 we have such a limited armor space because of the vault. Right, but uh, but I just want to see more specialization in the future. Well, and I sorry, David, go on. <laughs> I had a thought there too. On that, uh, <laughs> so real quick, no, that 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 allows for with specialization that allows for cooler things for PVE as well because you could have effects that only take place in PVE. And I know there's some of that in WoW as well, where mm-hmm. um, you have you could have these insanely awesome perks on guns and armor that only affect pve and then they don't break pvp but you get to have super cool things happen you can have guns with phenomenal um perks or effects that just affect when you're fighting the the computer per se and it could make the game just that much more fun yep so i kind of want to bring it back to iron banner we we, we went on a big tangent jordan had a point real quick no, I was, okay, I was just going to say, like, uh, I, I, my thoughts and my hopes are that we end up with specialization with our armor and weapons so that, like you guys are saying, when we go into Crucible, there's weapons that we're definitely going to be using the Crucible that don't give you any effect or almost don't are, are, are trash in PvE. You know, I, w- I want to see that because if, there, if we're going to have a lot of loot, that's one way to give us a lot of loot, you know, give us a lot of loot for PvP and then give us a lot of loot for PvE. Maybe give each of our characters like a different vault space, so each character has its own vault instead of or, a shared vault. Then you have or more there's vault no space. vault. Yeah, I mean no vault. I mean, I, I sort of see there being something like a vault because obviously we're not going to have vaults, um, or we won't have the tower vault at least, which is where everything comes from. Everything's going to destroyed, so we're going to have to have some way of storing stuff in the game, whether it be through like vendors in the town or like you know some sort of npc character uh, that you go to but you know they i it'd be awesome if they did do that specialization um because it would give you i think in the end you'd feel like you had more options by doing that so yeah yes. so let's go let's move so on let, to iron banner again and finish that up let's, let's go back to yeah let's go back to iron banner um i last week i, I on the show i said that i didn't think i was going to play much iron banner I got my character to level five, but I have been playing a little bit more. And it's mostly because Iron Banner, for, for better or for worse, is a, a, is an event. And it does bring people back into the game. And some of my friends have come back. And it's been a blast to go into Iron Banner. Um, it, but it's tough to really want to go back. Not because the game mode is bad. Um, it is a little stale. But mo- most, most importantly is I'm at the point in the game where I've already done Iron Banner. And I really want to help more people do raids. And there's already done it a time. few times. Yeah. So I've already done the raid several times. Um, but there are like one of the big things that I'm going to sound corny. One, one of the big things I like doing is, is running new people through the raid. Just because that kind of experience is seeing how people like react to a completely new game mode that they've never experienced that is what what's fun to me like going in there it's frustrating to some people but for me i mean i was a masochist i was the one that was would solo carry two people who've never done skolas through and completed every single time that's that's how i operate it was it was just fun it, me and waldy uh who was a previous host on the show we used to do that all the time and then waldy got busy and, and i eventually just ended up doing it solo it used to be such a fun experience to me like i would have everything down to a t you go here, you go here, boom, we're done. And it, I, I carried that over to the raids. It's just so much fun to me to go into 
these raids. That's where I find a lot of my excitement. Not that Crucible's bad, but a lot of my time is really spent going into these raids. And and yeah. for me, Iron Banner is fun. You, you get cool rewards. But if we're really thinking about it, the only thing that that's different with Iron Banner is you can get loot. Uh, not loot. I'm sorry. Armor pieces as end game drops. Everything that drops in Crucible drops at 400. You even get ghosts and, and artifacts, I believe. Maybe not artifacts, but at least ghosts um, from Crucible and game drops. So uh, there's almost no difference loot table wise except the look. That's and right. that's a little bit yeah. disappointing. And, and, and when you have drops like the, like the shotgun and the auto rifle, which aren't the best in their class, but there's better weapons out there. I don't know. I, I, I just hope that in the future, whatever form Iron Banner takes, or if there's a new game mode that replaces Iron Banner in Destiny 2, I hope that they take a cue and, and change it, make it a different feeling experience than Iron Banner. I don't want to see just a glorified version of something that we do or can do any time of the week. So. Right. That's just my thought on Iron Banner. I kind of want to uh, move it forward. Can I when... touch one thing with uh, the Crucible before we move on? Well, okay, go ahead. Okay, just real quick, because um, <laughs> we, we really we skipped through the the ammo economy real fast, and the one thing I wanted to say about the ammo ammo economy huh, that bugs me when you were mentioning um, Icebreaker and No Land Beyond and stuff is that. Um, it's the it's the way to get around it, like you were saying. It's that little kind of exploit. And the reason why I hit it so much right now is because there's no penalty to using those exotic weapons to get around it and use it as an exploit. There's no exotic primary that you're being taken away from because right now we don't have the thorns, the last words, the hawk moons, the suros that are at the top of the meta. So by using um no land beyond, uh icebreaker, invective you just get ammo that other people don't currently have. And you see this huge in Trials of Osiris, you get the ammo that other people don't currently have and there's no penalty to it. If if it's going to be, I'm okay with it, if it being an exotic perk to get the special ammo other people can't have, if there is some sort of trade-off to it. But since you don't need to use an exotic primary, it's just kind of like a given that you should be using that if you're going to play or sniper play and that really bugs me right now mm. yeah good point all right so let's go ahead let's go ahead and move on um kind of want to talk about the upcoming 2.6.0.2 update um the only thing that we really know is that there is a fix coming for the trials of osiris game type um actually elimination game type i should say where games would just continue indefinitely and would not end that's been a huge problem that's been preventing people from going to the lighthouse, even enjoying the uh, elimination game type. And it's a problem because Trials of Osiris uh, de- needs to have a continuous amount of people or it's going to be languishing, which unfortunately it is a little bit where it's going to be like it is the- right now. Even, well, <laughs> even worse, because, I mean, let's let's face it, the, the game type has become sweats like it's the top of the game doing carries and it's it's not an enjoyable experience um for a lot of people and i'm not saying it needs to be easy but at the at this point in time there's a lot of people who are like i really don't want to do that portion of the book not that everybody should be able to do that portion of the book i understand that there's certain things lighthouse for example that might not be attainable but there's like like i used to be so excited to go into Trials of Osiris, and now it's just like, do I really want to deal with this? Do I do I really want to complete that book? It's become quite... I have to kind of force myself, and one of these weekends I will, to do that portion of the book. But as of right now, it's, I don't see any any benefit to doing that. Yeah, I'm a, sort of in the same boat, honestly, with Trials. Um, I I have the flawless, but I, I just... I haven't really felt like going into Trials for several weeks now maybe months so i don't know uh yeah with the with problems like this it, I'll, I'll definitely wait until the patch comes out and then deal with it if i if i do it all like i already got 100 percent on the book uh you know so t-shirts on the way and now i'm like let's raid man 
Yeah, I feel the same way. I mean, I I completed that book and now it's like the trials pay. I mean, okay, so I got the hundred percent in the book and then I'm missing right now just rank five Iron Banner and the trials page and I don't even want to do it. I'm I'm with Jorge. It's like uh, I'll force myself to do it, but um, I'm on the same boat of helping people with raids is what really is keeping me going with this game right now. Yeah. I mean, I still have to complete the Crucible portion of the book. Um, there's a lot there that I haven't completed just because I don't really play all the game types. Um, and I probably could do that pretty quickly if I just focus one day and just did Crucible nonstop. But, uh, but with tr- like that, I can do. I, I feel like, okay, that I, I understand. One of these days, I'll go ahead and take care of that. I'm not worried about it. But Trials of Osiris, I'm like, do I really want to do that? Do I really want to be the, one of those people that say, yeah, I did that. I I, can, I completed that portion of the book. 15 Every heavy page. weapon kills, man. I mean, has anyone... heavy weapon kills. Now that we've been able to hit rank five, has anyone confirmed that there's anything for like truly completing the book? I haven't heard no, anything. I think you just get access to all the emblems. Yeah, it's... No. That's there's, it. There's nothing That's else. It, right? Nothing special. Yeah, so... I mean, it, it's more of an ego stroke thing than anything yeah. else to be able to say I completed the entire book. So mm. um, it is what it is. Um, I'm just hoping that they do, they change that mode up a little bit. And there's a whole bunch of ideas. Not going to really go through them um, right here because, hey, we really don't know what, what shape or form Trials of Osiris is going to take in year four. It doesn't need to. If it's I'm, even I'm there. Have, whatever it's called. But... <laughs> We'll see when it when because there is Osiris, he is coming back in some way, shape, or form. So we'll see what happens in Destiny 2. But right now, David, why don't you go ahead and talk about Mash Those Buttons? Well, Mash Those Buttons is your ultimate resource for video game commentary, reaction, and involvement by a variety of opinionated and informed gamers who love gaming of all kinds. Covering a large swath of gaming, we cover the latest news and information on the games you care about and always provide unfiltered commentary and fun. Check out all the killer podcasts available today right on the Mash Those Buttons website at www.mashthosebuttons.com. So I just want to finish up that conversation real quick about 2.6.0.2. With regards to uh, the elimination game type being fixed, uh, we know that there's going to be some minor, some other minor quality of life changes. And the only thing I can think of that would be updated would be the damage on Vex Mythoclass because that poor sucker is still <laughs> it is I mean I'm seeing a lot of um, the at Vex. least a lot of necrochasm I'm seeing some outbreak prime I see no Vex Mythoclass I'm not going to even touch touch a malice because unfortunately they just decided to butcher that gun to the to the, to the ground it's we'll talk about that in the raid but but at least Vex Mythoclass, it should be somewhat useful. It's I just I don't know. Yep, that's true. I haven't seen it much. And uh they, don't forget those stupid API notices that we're getting in game for the record book. They're apparently gonna fix those. That's actually mm-hmm. out of all the out of all the little things with the crucible and the lag and uh Vex not being where it should be, that's the thing that pisses me off the most right now. <laughs> Cause I hate hearing yeah, that damn noise you just every hear... one minute. Ding. <laughs> Question to you, though. Do you both use... Yeah, um, we know. You can get rid of it by getting rid of DIM. But guess what? I need DIM. Yeah, I'm sorry. DIM is good, man. I'm just going to keep using DIM. You know what's what's weird? I haven't encountered that. I haven't encountered it like like you guys When you're playing? I have... Not only do I have DIM, but I also have... um, I almost said Rasputin. What's the other one? Um, What? Ishtar. Oh, why do you use both? Just curious. Well, for example, Ishtar is very quick and and smooth. It it responds really really fast. Okay. But if I wanted to do a batch transfer on DIM on my on the mobile, oh, yeah. I click on it, say consolidate, boom, and it's it's all done. Yeah, true. Yeah. So it's it's pretty smooth with regard to that. The builds and, are pretty nice on DIM too. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, I mean, DIM on on Chrome is unparalleled. On on mobile, it's a it's a little tough. I love it on Chrome. I'll use it on on my computer all the time, yeah. but I, I won't use it for for the mobile that much because there, there's like sometimes if you swipe wrong, it'll do a a search for a specific thing, and 
it's like I didn't set these these filter settings. Like, why are you doing that? And I have to go into the the option here, clear filters, so mm. it, it shows my guns again. It does a lot of weird stuff, uh, and I'm I'm not sure if what's going on there. Maybe I'm doing something wrong. I have to look at it. Uh, but yeah. the fact mm. is, I go into Ishtar, it works. It works smoothly. It works quickly. And yeah. it, it just does what it needs to do. I like yeah, so. I like how much. DIM can do as opposed to Ishtar personally. So I haven't used Ishtar for a while. DIM, the latest on Chrome, you're right. That thing works awesome. That's all I've been using. Me yeah, the, I would recommend using Ishtar on the mobile and DIM on the on the computer. Yeah, okay. Yeah. Give I'll it give a it, shot. Yeah, well, like give it a shot because because it it's it's worked phenomenally. So um, awesome. Just a this is a little side thought, but it, you mentioned uh, like the raid guns and their uses and stuff. I saw a video of people using um, Touch of Malice to take down Atheon, and they were just I did see that. yeah they were mainly using self reses and activating bubbles to get their health back, so then they could go back to using Touch of Malice to killing him. But uh, it made me think that if they hadn't nerfed Touch of Malice. Can you imagine dropping a blessings bubble and then just using touch of malice to just melt Atheon super fast? I mean, we, we were saying it like there's a reason why they did that nerf before um, Rise of Iron even came out. Well, that, the we, Axis fight, dude. Oh, my God. With Axis touch of malice. Just, yeah, I mean, th th there'd be no way that you couldn't like you would just obliterate Axis so fast. You think you destroy them really quick now with the um, with a dark drinker, but I mean, I'm just picturing just constantly shooting like a weapons bubble, tether, and a blessing bubble, and you're just going in out, just nonstop shots to the head, and you're seeing thirteen thousand, fourteen thousand per shot. Like I'm just picturing that, and I'm like, how is that not going to kill him quickly? Like I I know he has a lot of health. He's a little bit of a tank. He's almost Valus to Arik style, but yeah. but you could I, I, I don't see him surviving at most two rounds of Touch of Malice. Like it, it's an absolute monster of a weapon with blessing of light. And now because of that nerf, e even in uh even in Oryx, let's go ahead and just jump into it. Uh we were we were talking about Atheon going down really, really quickly, but even on Oryx, um the actual fight of Oryx. Touch of Malice is not all that useful. We, we we did several runs this today, at least I did, um, where I did not use, nobody in the team used Touch of Malice on Oryx. We downed him very, very quickly without Touch of Malice. Um, Sisters is a different thing. Um, they have, for some reason, they just feel like like more more tanks than anything else. That, that fight's kind of built around one. Touch of Malice, though. Yeah, it is. Yeah. But but Oryx used to be too. Oryx used to used to feel like I mean you're right. using his his own essence against him, and it used to feel like like this was the fight that you wanted to use such a mouse. You have an aura of invincibility, and now there's not much to it. Um, to kind of uh, jump, go backwards a little bit too, um, the raid is pretty much unchanged. The only thing that changed is the chests, not the drops. But the chests that you get items from are completely irrelevant, unfortunately. Uh, it's been very, very few and far between where I've gotten a useful drop from those chests. I'm getting a lot of primary uh, weapon uh, synthesis, and I'm like, I don't want these. Yeah, I have too many of them, that they're, they're just and I can't delete them. I have to use them one at a time. There's no way to delete them, and it's just cluttering up my 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 inventory so they're just i still have all these these ones from remember back during uh house of wolves the the prowling wolves you would kill them and you have to go find the chests i don't it, like i'm still suffering from all those have uh primary ammo synthesis that i got from opening the chest multiple times going back and forth and yeah uh, i just want to get rid of them and they're giving me more and more and more. I'm like, oh, yeah, I got plenty of chests that coming. gave us nothing when we were raiding. I don't know if you remember me yep. just opening up, be like, well, I got nothing. I think I'd rather get nothing than a bunch of primary ammo since, but yeah, well, it's I still just pretty wish, bad. 
I just wish they'd incorporated it. I wish they'd done it to every weight. I wish they'd incorporated something like they have with the Siva key fragments where um, you earn these things and then you can, even if it's not for extra drops, if, even if it's just re-roll your armor, it just kind of gives you that little bit of an incentive to collect something, go get those mm -hmm. chests that are a little bit out of your way. And it gives a little bit more of an incentive to the Sherpas who get to collect them even more throughout the raid. Even if it's turn them in for reputation at Shiro, they made it so a lot of stuff can be turned into reputation. Why not just create a consumable for each raid and put it in those chests that they know we're all going to go to regardless? Yeah, it would have been that would it would have been easy to add. Seems like they just didn't think about it. Yeah, I, I mean, it, it, I think it's safe to say, out of all the raids that we've done so far for the weekly challenge. This is the most disappointing because nothing's really changed. I think, I think we knew that was going to come, though. Man, I, had the, I mean, I had the I, feeling. I was hoping. I was hoping for something different. Whether, whether it changed or not, I was hoping for a change because it's a little stale. Like, Vault of Glass, they, they change things in very minor ways that make a huge difference. Like, it feels like, like a different raid. Same thing with Crotazen. I mean, certain uh, Crotazen got changed drastically, in my opinion. Uh, it, it feels like a, a, a really well put together raid now. Um, Vault uh, Vault of Glass feels like a well put together raid. It feels like it's compact. It still feels challenging, um, but it feels like it's 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 at the sweet spot. Right. Um, King's Fall just feels tired. Well, I'm not saying it's a terrible raid. I like a lot of the mechanics. There's a lot of the bosses are interesting. Um, I, I'll never forget how I felt the first time I did that raid. But I'm doing uh, King's Fall, and I'm like, it's the same experience, and the drops aren't all that special. The only reason I'm, I'm doing King's Fall is to take people who've never done it through, uh, d done that raid through, and to get the exotics right. again. Three for three on in, in three weeks. I got all the exotics. Yeah, I mean, uh, well, it, it's good. just um, for I mean, one thing that raid is more recent and we did that raid for an entire year. So mm -hmm. it's it's going to be a little more stale than um, going into Vault of Glass or Crota's Inn. But we've talked on this before. Uh, it was actually previous recording and, and just a little bit in our personal conversations where King's Fall always felt weird because um, it's it's a raid that's focused on the Taken and the Taken King. But when you go into the raid, you're not fighting the Taken. You're fighting Hive and more Hive and more right. Hive. And occasionally you'll see Taken. The most Taken you see is at Sisters. But it's just it, it was always really weird to me that we weren't just fighting nonstop Taken, especially because the Taken Captains Taken Minotaurs, uh, Taken Wizards. Those are some of the most ferocious enemies that we've ever fought in destiny and we don't see them in the raid at all yep yeah they definitely yeah. did not use all of the enemies they had which is sad and disappointing for the raid because it's supposed to be the pinnacle and the most challenging content that they deliver in an expansion is the you know, the raid and the taken king came we ran the raid and i don't even think i thought about it at first because i was so focused on getting through the raid the first couple runs and just learning the mechanics but it was later on I realized when I was doing Taken Champions, I was like, you know what? These Taken Champions are pretty badass. You know, the mm -hmm. uh, the Minotaurs that uh, spawn in as, you know, the the lieutenants and the captains that spawn in, uh, they're, they're a pain, man. Uh, it would have been awesome yeah, to see them uh, in the raid, especially the Oryx encounter, you know? Like, why doesn't Oryx summon in all of these Taken and you know, try to pummel As we're you kicking at his times. butt. Yeah. Well, that's um, yep. the, the other thing is, I mean, think <laughs> about this. Um, you have the shoot. What, what, what strike is it? Rasputin strike. I can't think of what it's called with the, with the giant shank, but uh, ball and saber too. ball and saber. Yes. When he drops a war mine at the start, do you guys remember how terrible it was when that strike first came out to do the taken version? Yeah, because you're being overwhelmed <laughs> with the the captains and the minotaurs and the wizards. It's still, and it was, it was, it's, it's still difficult. It's, yeah, it still <laughs> is difficult. It's just a headache to fight the taken in that area. And that's just a strike. And we never actually felt that overwhelming taken presence 
in the Taken raid. Like, I don't know. It's it's just it's very weird to me that it, it never worked out that way. Yeah. I mean, for me, like, even though the Taken were pretty much reskins, they like you said, they were ferocious. They were fun to fight against. It felt like you were going up against a threat that could kill you like that. And I like that feeling. I, I like I like I've always said on the show, I like a challenge as long as it's fair. And and like I've never felt with regards to the taken a situation where they felt unfair. Like you had to play smart. Like that they, they always felt really, really well put together. And and like I said, like they're just completely sometimes they just completely outclass you. It's hilarious. The goblins, the freaking goblins are absolute monsters, not because they kill you, but because they put a shield on somebody and you're just like that. I'm like, oh, my God. When when there's a goblin next to a minotaur and they put that shield on the minotaur, you're like, no. Oh, how about how about when he's doing like, yeah, any anything big like that, like the champions when they're like they're standing up, you can see them. You're like shooting them in the crit spot. All of a sudden, like nothing. You're like, what's going on? Nope. Goblins just. Like you know, they'll they'll just like pop up behind them, behind a rock, and start shielding them. You're like, what is going on? Yeah, there's not I even used any to, I used to frustrate me so much, but I liked it. I mean, for me, like one of the things, this is just something I'm, I'm putting out there. One of the things I would have done for War Priest, like you you go into the fight, like you do your damage, he calls on the Oculus. After the Oculus explosion, everybody's going to their side, and all of a sudden. Two giant taken hydras spawn, one on the left, one on the right, and they're firing on you. You got to kill them to activate the the rest of the ads. Well, I mean, even like, like it, the, the taken <laughs> part of War Priest just feels way more intense than the rest of it. And it does. It, it, it feels great, though. Like, it, like, does. I, no, it, it doesn't it, feel it, cheap. I agree. It feels great. And it's just like the, the rest of it. It's just like now we can do War Priest. We never even activate the taken. Yeah, right. Yeah, I, I, there's a lot that, that I wish that they would have done with with t- the the King's Fall raid. Not that it's terrible, but I, I just think that they in the refresh there was a lot of opportunities. Uh, like we mentioned, the, the, even if they put like for example the hobgoblins, the taken hobgoblins in the first jumping puzzle, to drive people nuts. But it, it, like that way, you can't just rest on your laurels waiting for the next jump. Like <laughs> you have to like look around. Like oh my god, I, I'm getting shot. I kill the thing, and all of a sudden it's trying to tag me with its its recoil of doom, and it's just ugh, like it'd be fine. There's I, I I really did like the Taken. I hated their look because it's just reskin, but I really liked the concept of the Taken. Like it felt like the ultimate version of the enemy that you're supposed to be like the original one. Yeah, freaking Taken. Centurion, oh my god, <laughs> F that guy, F him. That little ball of evil that he fires is so small, and yet it does so much damage. It just chases you. Oh, oh I, 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 I'm going to miss the Taken a little bit, and I know it's weird because they weren't all that special, but man, they were fun to fight against. They were, and it, the other thing is um, it, it's, it's just weird because w- when we originally did this raid, we did normal mode, like we did it, we're like, oh, like, Maybe hard mode is when Taken will come and no Taken came in hard mode. And then we had this refresh and we're like, maybe Taken will come. No Taken came there. And it's just it's so funny because for a period of time, they really liked to make everything in this game Takenified. And now, like the raid still isn't Takenified. <laughs> right. That's a good point. <laughs> yeah. I, again, we don't hate the raid. We just wish that they refreshed it a little bit more. And Next week, we know we're not going to get any major refreshes. There are a couple fixes that they did put in um, with regards to the challenge mode for Vosix in particular. So it'll make the, the raid a more fair experience. Like not the one thing you don't you never want to experience is cheese death. Like the, uh, cheese death happened a lot in year one, happened a lot in, in year two, year three. We, we've, we haven't seen as much of it. But the last thing you want to deal is with like just a, a situation where you're just like, okay, uh, you just throw your hands up in the air and you accept fate, and and I hope that 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 we we get very little of that in the future. But uh, I think we're at a good point to stop right here. Uh, are there any final thoughts you guys want to throw in before we close this bad boy up? No, I mean I'm excited for next week with Wrath of Machine. I really like that raid so. Let's get some exotics for it. Exotic Genesis chain. 
Yes, Exotic Genesis yep. Chain, indeed. Um, Wrath of the Machine was one of my favorite raids when it came out to uh, to, to play repeatedly and um, take people through. So I'm looking forward to it as well. Um, yeah. Th- did you want to mention the a- uh, real quick the Clan Wars stuff on the TWAB? Yes. Yeah. So l- l- let's go ahead and talk about that while I'm getting that up up and running. Um, I just want to say real quick now that you mentioned that Wrath of the Machine. I still feel it's a very underrated raid, and I know it's the most recent one. Everybody talks about VOG and King's Fall with, with, with you know, big time eyes wide open, like, oh my god, it was the greatest thing ever. But I think Wrath of the Machine is very underrated. It's such an awesome raid. It's very, very fun. It feels great. It, the looks are amazing. I think it's the best looking raid out of all four of them. There's just... There, it, it, it felt like a great great experience and, and i'm really glad to have gone through that and had fun with the different people that i went through with um with regards to that raid. oh yeah uh, let's go ahead and close it up real quick with clan wars bungie uh is doing the clan wars where they're they're calling people out to donate um the big thing that they're doing right here with the what is uh, i'm sorry the men in kilts i apologize uh they're <laughs> donating to ronald mcdonald house um for $50, you get the 7-Ad seven, seven Infinitum Player Emblem. $100 gets you that, plus the mail postcard from Bungie's Men in Kilts. $250 gets you all the above with a play-in with a Destiny, a Bungie dev, I'm sorry. Uh, $500 gets you all the above, plus a digitally delivered signed character, character caricature of the Bungie and Men, uh, Men in Kilts team drawn by one of the kilted members themselves and $1,000 gets you a studio tour of Bungie without transportation and lodging, of course. Um, and then with regards to the second uh, thing that they're, they're going for with regards to the treehouse, um, a lot of the same style rewards, uh, $50 gets you eye of eternity player emblem, $100 gets you the above uh, emblem with a programmer art, 250 gets you all the above prizes along with uh play destiny with the bungee dev and then $500 gets you all the above plus lunch with team bungee. You got to of course go over there. So big shout out to bungee. We'll be including uh, the link to the bungee twab. I recommend that you guys take a look at it. You are able to donate anything. Highly recommend that you do so. Um, there are, it's great to donate to those causes. It's great to see all the different people donating to bungee, um, to these bungee, uh, Charities and, and a lot of the charities that are involved with the community as well. Um, I had a great turnout last year with uh, donations to uh, the Leukemia and Lymphoma Society. I really appreciate everybody listening to the show who donated to that. We'll de- we're definitely going to be doing that this year again. Um, and I just I really like seeing what this community does with charities. It, it almost feels like they want to one up themselves every single year, and it's it's to a great it's to great causes. Uh, there's many, many great charities that we've supported in this community, um, and it's it's just great to see every year in and year out, every single time we outdo ourselves. So massive, massive applause to everybody out there, and I hope that you guys, hope you guys go ahead and, and take advantage of this situation to donate to these great causes that the Men and Kills are doing. Um, so big shout out to them. But with that, David. Let's go ahead and wrap this bad boy up. All right. Well, we want to thank you all for listening to In Orbit. We are available on a ton of platforms, so please make sure you're spreading the word. The best way to do this is to share In Orbit with others. We are on iTunes, SoundCloud, Overcast for iOS, Downcast for iOS, Google Play Music, Stitcher Smart Radio, Player.fm, Pocket Casts, and we also have an RSS feed. The links to our each are available right on the Mashos Buttons website at www.mashosbuttons.com. All right. And make sure to stay tuned after the show to hear what's coming this week on Mash Those Buttons. Make sure to check out the other shows on the Mash Those Buttons network at mashthosebuttons.com forward slash shows to see all of our podcasts. And for any questions regarding scheduling, check mashthosebuttons.com forward slash schedule for scheduling details. Check us out on twitter.com forward slash MTB site, twitter.com slash in orbit podcast, facebook.com slash mash those buttons, youtube.com slash mash those buttons, 
David, where can people find you at? You can find me on Twitter at DS underscore Bolt or stream me on Twitch, twitch.tv slash DS Bolt. And just so you know, if you haven't caught on, we are now live streaming the podcast every weekend right on my Twitch page. So make sure to tune in, chat with us during the show. Uh, If you do, we'll make sure to try and answer any questions you have and bring your input right into the show. And Jordan, where can people find you at? You can find me streaming on Twitch at twitch.tv forward slash IMTBot, spelled I-A-M-T-E-E-B-O-T, and on Twitter at I-M underscore T-Bot. And as always, you can find me on all the different social network sites and gaming platforms via my username, GoToNRG. That's G-O, the number two, N-R-G. Make sure to send us any questions to inorbitpodcast at gmail.com or drop us a tweet at twitter.com slash inorbitpodcast. My prior events are not a memory. It is momentum. It advances, leads, and controls. Points and directs. Shapes and forms. I may not enjoy everything that lies in front of me, but as in any story, the past needs resolution. We are the authors, the finishers of our fate. What is in my past is my prologue, and what is in my future is my destiny. On behalf of the entire In Orbit team, David, Jordan, Jarrett, and myself, we thank you as always for listening to our show, and as always, we'll see you on the next mission. Your destiny calls.